بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم السلام علیکم و رحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ مئی دا پیس اینڈ بلیسنگز آف اللہ بی اپون یو ویلکم ٹو دی پیوٹس فار پیس پروگرام اے پروگرام وچ از آل اباؤٹ پیوٹری آن دی وائس آف اسلام ڈیجیٹل ریڈیو اینڈ وی آر بروڈکاسٹنگ فرام دی بیتل فتو ماسک ان لنڈن دا لارجسٹ ماسک ان ویسٹرن یوروپ مائی نیم از حیدر حمید اینڈ آئی شیل بی یور ہوسٹ فار دا نیکسٹ ہاف این آور where I hope to share various poems written by various people with the purpose of promoting peace. The theme for this program is Jesus and Islam. And I hope that you'll be inspired and enlightened by the poems that I'll be sharing with you today. This theme is vast, and so in half an hour we will be very limited in how much we can delve into this topic, but... Nevertheless, I hope you will find this show an interesting starting point to this subject and the start of your journey in finding the Jesus in Islam. The Prophet Jesus, peace be upon him, is mentioned at numerous places throughout the Holy Quran. So, if you really love Jesus and want to know more about him, I would recommend that this love also compels you to read about him in the Holy Quran. as without reading about him in this most widely read book on earth, you can never really say that you know him. Just imagine for a moment. In the Holy Quran, you will read what God says about him. He is referred by the name Isa in the first person, in the third person, and by various titles, and various parts of his life are also mentioned. His mother, Mary, peace be upon her, is also mentioned at numerous chapters throughout the Holy Quran and is the only woman whose first name is mentioned in the Holy Quran. In fact, there is a whole chapter on his mother called Surah Maryam. And did you know that Mary is mentioned more times in the Holy Quran than the Bible? How amazing! Although this is no surprise for Muslims, as belief in all the prophets is a fundamental part of the Islamic faith, which include, to name but a few, the prophets Adam, Abraham, Moses, Jesus and the prophet Muhammad, peace be upon them all. We believe that there is only one God and he has no partner. And this takes me to the first poem of this show. Let me welcome the inspiring words of Sister Faiza Kiran, spoken with poetical words of validity with her poem titled The Game of Trinity. I'm in a Catholic college and the lesson is RE. One teacher standing in the front of the class, students dressed up in white shirts and emerald green blazers, chatting, laughing, trying to evade the bitterest reality of learning about faith in this object-oriented, money-minded, tech-savvy, materialistic society. The pattering of the rain on the stained glass window dies down in the noise. The trinity of the sun, rain and clouds create a strange mist in the air. One student whispers, there is no point in learning about religion, it's obsolete. I don't think Jesus was real. He is a fictional character. 
how can a human stay up in the clouds for ages? How can he walk on the water, give life to the dead and cure the blinds? Science can't explain that. The teacher has no answer. I look outside in the sky. I can see some streaks of sunlight shining through the clouds. Rain still pouring down. Looking at the unwilling learners, I say to myself, Truth is showing itself, but no one wants to see. Science explains the laws of God, which are flawless. Jesus Christ, the noble prophet, the virtuous, the humble servant of God, was real. The clouds of human interpretation covered his reality. He was a physical and spiritual being like all of us are. He gave life to the spiritually dead, cured the spiritually blind, walked on the spiritual water which gave life to the spiritually dead. His ascension was towards God. His resurrection is the revival of his message, that God is one. He has no partner. He begets not, nor is he begotten. I look outside. The sun has won. The rain has stopped. Clouds gone. There is light everywhere. The mist has vanished. The bell rings. I leave the class, smiling and reciting. Kulhu Allahu Ahad. which translates, Say, He is Allah, the One. This is the opening verse of the third from last chapter of the Holy Quran. In Islam, there is no doubt, and it is absolutely clear, that there is only one God. He is the same God that all the prophets prayed to, and these prophets directed all others to pray to the one God as well. In fact, the Holy Testament has very explicitly and emphatically enjoined belief in the one God. In Deuteronomy 6 verse 4, it says, The Lord our God is one Lord. And of course, Jesus upholds the same belief as Moses, and all previous prophets. In Matthew 5, verse 17 to 19, Jesus states, Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. Thank you, Sister Faiza Kiran, for sharing your poem on the unity and oneness of God, which highlights the same belief that all the other prophets held as well. The second poem that I would like to share is strangely enough going to be a hymn, which may seem a bit odd because the theme of this show is Islam, yet I am sharing a Christian hymn. And a hymn for that matter which happens also to be the most famous hymn of all times. However, this poem or hymn is not actually about Jesus, peace be upon him, but about God and the oneness of God. Amazing Grace is a Christian hymn published in 1779 by the English Anglican clergyman and poet John Newton. It is without a doubt the most famous of all Christian and secular folk hymns. Newton grew up without any particular religious conviction and wrote the words from personal experience, 
with the message that forgiveness and redemption are possible regardless of sins committed, and that the soul can be delivered from despair through the mercy of God. And it was for this reason that I wanted to share this hymn, because the most famous Christian hymn of all times shows that forgiveness and redemption are possible through the mercy of the one God. Not Jesus, but God himself. Here it is. Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace How sweet the sound That saved a wretch like me I once was lost But now I'm found Was blind But now I see T'was great That was the most famous of all Christian hymns of all times, which affirm that forgiveness and redemption are possible through the mercy of God, not Jesus, but God himself. And the unity and oneness of God are the teachings of Islam. The third poem is from the acclaimed poet Furkan Mahmood from Fitchburg, Massachusetts in the USA, with his poem on the Prophet Jesus, peace be upon him, titled Eli Eli Lama Sabachthani. And just by way of introduction, this poem is based around his final words whilst on the cross, where he cried with a loud voice, Eli Eli Lama Sabachthani, which means 
My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? A miraculous seed planted in Mother Mary, a human birth and nothing more than his own sins to carry, the injustice, a wife's dream, and the plan of Pontius, Sabbath on broken bones, and the storm to fall upon the unconscious. Go tell my brothers to leave for Galilee. His prayers answered, Eli Eli Masabakhtani. The body turned over to his disciple, Joseph of Arimathea. Nicodemus brought the myrrh and applied as Marhame Isa. A miracle to the likes of Jonah, three by three. The cross, the pierce, blood and water, and a life to be. Go tell my brothers to leave for Galilee. His prayers answered, Eli Eli Masabakhtani. His scars were evident as he consumed bread and fish. It was him in flesh and bone, and definitely not his last dish. A mission to be completed, so dying at 33 wasn't enough. 120, reuniting the tribes and the tomb of Yuz Asaf. Go tell my brothers to leave for Galilee. His prayers answered, Eli Eli Masabakhtani. A metaphorical son with a divine father and an unseen ghost. Three in one, one in three, just numbers along with a forbidden pig boast. The shepherds with their flocks and the dates were ripe. December 25th, not his birth, but pagan hype. Go tell my brothers to leave for Galilee. His prayers answered, Ali Ali Masabakhtani. The Amdiya Muslim community believed Jesus did not die on the cross and was saved from the humiliation of death on the cross. The Bible even says in Deuteronomy 21 verse 23, He that is hanged is accursed of God. We do not believe that the Prophet Jesus, peace be upon him, died an accursed death, but instead survived and then strived to complete his mission to revive the lost sheep of Israel's spiritual condition. The words Eli, Eli, Lama Sabachthani, meaning, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? do not sound like the words of a man who knew all along that he was destined to be crucified to death. Instead, they sound like the words of a man who feels wronged, who was expecting to live and not to be taking his last breath. Thank you very much, Brother Furqan, for sharing your poem, which I hope our listeners will find quite thought-provoking and perhaps carefully unravel your poetical words to find the more detailed meaning. Let me now share a very important verse about Jesus in the Holy Quran. This may come as a bit of a shock for many non-informed listeners, but the Quran says that Jesus died a natural death. In chapter 3, verse 56 of the Holy Quran, it tells us that Jesus 
is destined to die a natural death and will clear the false charges that had been levelled against him. It reads, When Allah said, O Jesus, I will cause thee to die a natural death and will exhort thee to myself and will clear thee from the charges of those who disbelieve and will place those who follow thee above those who disbelieve until the day of resurrection. Then to me shall be your return and I will judge between you concerning that wherein you differ. The poem that I would like to share will come to many as a bit of a shock. Why? Because there is quite a lot to take on. And the evidence quoted stands on solid rock. Let me proudly welcome the acclaimed poet Dr. Bushra Khan with her poem titled Jesus Christ, Son of Mary. Jesus Christ, Son of Mary, peace be upon him. The story of Jesus is shrouded in mystery since ages in the annals of history. Now some startling discoveries have brought to light enlightening evidence setting assumptions right. Groundbreaking proofs found in Dead Sea Scrolls that establishing God's unity was Christ's main goal. Like Abraham and all prophets of God, he proclaimed God's sovereignty against all odds. He was a messenger of God, a mortal, a human, commissioned to teach, guide and to illumine. Early apostles and disciples were staunch Unitarians, humble and courteous, dedicated humanitarians. For sins of others to punish an innocent person goes against the concept of justice and reason. Displacing historical facts, we lose anchor in rationality, adrift on the sea of speculation and fantasy. Salvation is not just deliverance from sin, but communion with God and purification within, for which human nature yearns longingly to connect with its divine source adoringly. A chosen one could die accursed on the cross? Human logic just cannot endorse. Such a belief is below the dignity of his spiritual status and ministry. In the garden of Gethsemane, Jesus did pray for his cup of suffering to be taken away. The Lord God accepted affectionately his supplications in agony. Quran and the Bible both endorse deliverance of Jesus from the cross. Roman governor Pontius Pilate washed his hands of the sin. Of crucifying innocent Jesus, he felt guilty within. His wife was divinely warned in her dream to keep hands off this evil scheme. So Pilate didn't let his bones be broken and delayed crucifixion, his conscience awoken. As much as he could, Till Friday Eve, 
Then a sudden dark storm made them retrieve Jesus from the cross in an unconscious state. He appeared to be dead and they assumed it his fate. He was wrapped in a linen shroud. In a spacious catacomb his body was housed, where his loyal disciples resuscitated him, which gave them courage in that situation grim. Then nursing his wounds with a healing balm, their anxious hearts found some calm. As ointment of Jesus, the balm got renowned, and in a thousand medicine books it is found, written by authors from all religions, belonging to different schools and visions. Gospels resemble Jesus to Jonah's tale, who was saved alive from the belly of the whale. Being young, healthy, and of strong physique, he didn't come to his wounds like a person weak. His deliverance was a testimony to his truth and of divine support and protection huge. Shroud of Turin bears a crucified man's image and bloodstains giving clues to wounds age. Preserved in Cathedral of St. John and Turin, held sacred as Jesus' shroud cloth it's been. Irrefutable evidence has now revealed crucifixion mystery which lay concealed. Jesus did not die on the cross is now clear, nor ascend to heaven and disappear, but was saved, revived, became healthy and strong, then continued his ministry as a prophet for long, to go in search of the lost sheep of Israel, was his moral duty and mission to fulfill. Those Israeli tribes who migrated on occasion of exodus in Babylonian and Roman invasion, then scattered and settled in eastern lands, he went to guide his lost sheep by God's command. Before completing his mission, he couldn't have died. In their quest, he had to travel far and wide. As he headed with disciples on his way to Galilee, at night asked for food as he felt quite hungry, was served broiled fish and honeycomb to eat. He was physically alive, this is evidence concrete. Departing from Judea, he travelled northward. Then he stopped in Turkey, heading eastward. Then traversing through Persia and Afghanistan, reaching India, he winded up his caravan. In Valley of Kashmir, he settled eventually and got widespread acceptance wholeheartedly. He lived among them for a long time died at advanced age, and there stands his shrine. In Srinagar, called Rosabal the Honored Tomb, reputed as Prince Prophet Yus Asaf's tomb. Historians, scholars, and archaeologists come to visit in reverence, wonder, and research spirit. These facts were obscure since 2,000 years.
in the time of promised Messiah of the latter days, by divine decree are now becoming clear, sent as manifestation of Jesus in this age, for myth of ascension of Jesus to be blown away, so that true facts be laid on display, that enigma of crucifixion becomes solved, and interfaith conflicts be resolved among the three major world religions involved in Jesus from different visions, leading to consensus and reconciliation, creating harmony and cooperation to unite mankind into a universal fraternity for a world of peace and tranquility. Thank you, Dr. Bushra Khan for sharing with us your amazing poem, which touched on so many aspects of the life of the Prophet Jesus, peace be upon him. I especially noted the words, In the valley of Kashmir did he settle eventually, and got widespread acceptance wholeheartedly. He lived among them for a long time, died at advanced age, and there stands his shrine. And I noted these words as Jews say that they were successful in killing Jesus, which proves in a way that he was accursed, God forbid. Christians say that Jesus went to heaven alive, and we say that he went to Kashmir alive. For me, it makes perfect sense where he went. Kashmir is a lot more realistic and a lot more closer for that matter. And at this point, I would recommend that our listeners read the book Jesus in India, which is written by Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad, the promised Messiah, peace be upon him, as it maps out his complete journey to continue in searching and reaching the lost sheep of Israel, which had spread across these routes. A must-read for anyone that wishes to be found by Jesus. And that leads me very aptly to the final poem of this show. A poem that was written by Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad, the promised Messiah, peace be upon him. The Messiah that was expected to follow the Messenger of Allah, the Holy Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. A Messiah that would revive Islam and to bring back the lost teachings of the pure Islam. Just as Jesus' mission was to bring back the lost teachings of the Prophet Moses, peace be upon him. This poem was originally written in Urdu, and the English translation that you are about to hear now does not do the poetical gems justice in any way. However, it will give you a somewhat essence. The poem is titled, Death of Jesus of Nazareth, and you are about to hear just a third of this poem. The full version can be read from his book, Precious Pearls. O oh people, why don't you care for the truth? My heart gets so terribly agitated. Son of Mary has passed away by God. That noble one has entered the paradise. The Quran fully asserts to his death. It informs of his passing away. He has not remained outside of mortality. 
It has been proved by the 30 verses. No one comes back from the dead. Even the Quran does not pronounce it. It has been promised by God without equal. Pray, ponder over. Those who depart never return. O oh, dear ones, pray, consider it for a while. Have you ever seen anyone escaping death? This place is not meant for staying behind. All prophets and righteous ones have passed away. No one ever escapes from it. These are just simply absurd tales. Why do you persist on denying this? Is this faith or traits of disbelievers? And with those words I would like to end this show about Jesus and Islam. A theme which we have simply touched upon and cannot do justice in our very limited time. But I hope we have given you food for thought which could nourish you enough to make that final climb to a journey of life and discovery to embrace his true mission of spiritual recovery and help you find the real Jesus in Islam. Thank you for listening. That's all from me. Until next time. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.